Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. This Sunday, buckle up and hold on. This Sunday, we're going to talk about your physical aspect. Let's talk about outward appearance. <laughs> I figured, like I said last Sunday, if we're going to fight, I'm going to go ahead and throw the first punch and let's, let's get busy. So I figure I better go ahead and throw the first punch and let's get right into this. So let me ask you a, qu- a question here, saints of God. And I know, I know people are not going to like this message before I give it. I know you're not going to like it. So since you're not going to like it, let's just establish that as a baseline. Right? But it's necessary. Right? Should it matter how a Christian looks or dresses? Yeah. Oh, come on. Really? Come on. I mean, we can be a little flexible, right, on all of that, you know. Clothes are used to cover up our insecurities, boost one's self-worth, draw attention to ourselves, or simply clothes are used just to feel good about yourself. Amen? Some people cover up under their clothes for insecurities. Some people begging for attention. (laughs) Yeah, you, I can see that a lot. I work in Uptown, professional place, sometimes. And um, sometimes the, the young ladies, when they come to work, and this is a professional place, um, it looks like they're going to the club. Right? And listen, I'm a man. I'm a man. I chose to be a man. I was born a male. I made a choice to be a man. And we're going to get into that too. Big time. Because we need to know what we're born as is different from what we choose to be. (laughs) Glory to God. But y'all just buckle up and hold on. I got something else I'm on right now. So what is happening here when... I'm, you're coming to me. I'm a professional person. You're asking me a question. But the sisters I have hanging out, y'all, I'm trying to keep it clean. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> the PG version. And sometimes women, they, they, I don't know if it's ignorance or if they really know what they're doing. And they go, can I ask you something? And I go, No. You can ask me standing up, right? Because listen, my eyes are going to go where? To the sisters, right? I'm a pastor. I do have eyes. They're going to go right there first, right? And then I have to make a choice to say, boy, you better stop. Make her stand up. What do you want? Look at the ceiling. (laughs) What do you want with me? (laughs) Look, listen, we all have to fight this flesh. Amen. So when I'm getting into this stuff, guys, I'm hoping I'm going to give you a very balanced look at this. But there is a right way and a wrong way to do things. There's a right way and a wrong way to dress when you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. And so so I don't know. But sometimes when what you wear uh, will depend on how confident you are. 
Amen. This is why uh, I'm going to use, can I use you? Yeah, I'm going to use you anyway. So <laughs> when, when he first came to the church, right, and, and I know, because y'all know he knows how to dress, right? That brother, he outdressed me. Now, you see. <laughs> see, see. She just rolled that brother up under the bus then, man. See. <laughs> That's why I'm glad this church is not built on ministry. It's built on relationships. Because if it was built on ministry, he'd be leaving right now. Because I'm offended. Everybody just, I mean, people just get offended over the simplest, stupid stuff. And so, so when, when, when he first came, praise the Lord, uh, he, <laughs> he would come with a wrinkled shirt to church and wrinkled pants. Now, y'all know me and y'all know I'm a stickler about stuff, right? I mean, that's that marine in me, I think. And so I would look at him and I'd go, what is wrong with that boy coming in here with a wrinkled shirt, right? And so, but what happened? We got close, and then his dress started changing. Right? Right, baby? You're his wife. And then he began to feel more confident in his dress. Amen? So when he got a particular job we was praying for, I gave him, I gave him two pieces of advice. I said, I always beat your boss to work. I never let my manager beat me to work. Never. And I always outdress him. Now, I'm telling you, this is practical stuff, but I always get promoted. Matter of fact, they're looking at me for another promotion now to lead two teams. Right? No, don't clap. I don't even know if I want to do it. <laughs> Man, promotion comes mess. Right? I don't even know if I want to deal with these people's mess. So I might just tell them, leave me alone, go to somebody else. Praise the Lord. So I got to make sure this is what God wants, not what my flesh wants. My flesh wants the money, but maybe that's not what I need right now. Amen? Hello? So if you're driven by money, of course, that's what you're going to I'm not driven by money. I'm driven by him and what he wants in my life right now. Amen? Am I, is, am I making sense here? And so, so I gave him those two pieces of advice. He did it. Man, the brother's doing all right. He's he doing pretty good. He's making good money. Amen? Bought a house. Nice house. Built the house. That's pretty doggone good. Listen, when you join a church, you should be able to get some tools that's going to make you progress in your life. You might come in here jacked up, but you should be less jacked up now. <laughs> Amen. It's a work in progress. Amen. So you should, you should learn about finances. You should learn about your walk with God. You should be learning about your health. You should be learning about, listen, this is how we worship. This is how we give. This is how we pray. This is how we build uh, mutually beneficial relationships. This is how I get out of debt. This is how I get off of welfare. Hello, somebody. This is how I go to school. This is how I get that degree. This is how I get higher education. This is how I interview. You should learn all of that stuff in the ministry, right, Jojo? Jojo said, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. And so, so you should learn when you come to a church, you should be picking up things and tools and, and talking to people. You heard what he said when he was up here? Now, now if I was looking for a job, I would have already wrote Terrence's name down. 
Because I'm like, no, that brother got some influence. His name is Terrence LeGrant. And I'll be calling that brother up. Why can't we network in the house? Amen. And see, that's marketplace. See, that's coming up. That's coming up real soon. We got a marketplace ministry. We're getting ready to launch here, too. I'm telling you, we're doing some good stuff in this house. It's some stuff we've been planning, and man, we're getting ready to execute on it. And we got, we got uh, Sister Marsha, we got uh, Kawana, and we have, I think I saw Camille. Man, they have been working behind the scenes so that we can bring out our marketplace ministry. We spend more time with the people in the marketplace than we do with people in the church. But I should be giving you some tools to help you in the marketplace. Amen? Amen. And so that's what these ladies are doing. We're going to have those tools that you can use. So outward appearance means a lot, guys. Now, I must admit, when, when, I, uh, see, when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot. In the area we grew up in, uh, it was called Mobile Terrace. Most people who are from Alabama, they know this area. They didn't like to go. And I, would, I, I didn't even like to tell people where I, where I lived. Uh, because they would say, ooh, you live in the terrace? Somebody just got killed over there. I said, yeah, they pretty much every day. <laughs> right? So here in Sirens was, was normal. Most of my boys I grew up with were drug dealers. Uh, a lot of them are not living now. Some of them are just now getting out of prison. Right? It was just, it was just, it was nothing but the grace of God that I didn't sell or distribute. My very, very best friend got caught up in the gang. He went from you know, doing things that he shouldn't have been doing to using, right? And it took him down. And, um, and so it was nothing but the grace of God. So I lived in this particular area. So we didn't have a whole lot. So my mama would buy my, <laughs> my, mama would buy my tennis shoes from the grocery store. <laughs> okay, so I'm, trying, I'm a kid, right? I'm a kid. I, I, want, I want what everybody else has, right? I want some Nikes. I want something nice, right? Well, back then it was... It was, it, yeah, it was, K, yeah, it, yeah, see, they don't know nothing about that, and, and K-Swiss, they don't know about no K-Swiss, they don't know about no K-Swiss, they don't know nothing about no K-Swiss up in here, shoot, and, 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 you know, come on, wear some stands, you know, had that little green stripe on it, them stands, oh, come on, y'all, the young folk don't know nothing, <laughs> and so my, my, my mama used to buy me those bobos, <laughs> That's what they, they tease me. They say, you got them old bobos on. And I would cry. <laughs> Mama, don't buy me no shoes from the grocery store. Because that meant something to me. I want, come on. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the only one in here that, you, you know, you, your mama bought you what she can afford. Right? It wasn't what everybody else had. But that's all they can afford. But it, it did something to you. Amen? So I'm saying clothes and shoes, uh, that, that makes a huge difference, Right? So let me give you some Bible on this, right? Uh, women adorn themselves in modest apparel with the propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold pearls or costly clothing. Listen, don't, don't get too caught up in the braided hair and the gold pearls. I'll explain that, you know, so you have a good understanding. This is why you got to rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, does the Bible teach that women should be frumpy? No, it does not. Ain't you're not supposed to be coming all frumpy. My wife ain't going to be frumpy. Right? And my wife is not going to dress like the typical first lady in the black church, right? She ain't dressing like that. I ain't, she ain't wearing no stockings. I hate stockings. She, she's going to dress the way, and it's going to be modest apparel, but it's going to be what I like as the pastor. Hello, somebody. Now, I like my wife's 
body. Hello. I love how she looks in her clothes. So I buy her stuff that's appealing to me. But it's still going to be modest. But make no mistake about it. There's too much tradition in church that says we got to dress a certain way now. Right? That's why I'm trying to bring some balance to all of this. Yes, modest apparel don't have to be stockings and dresses all the way down to the ankle. Amen. Am I talking to the right church? And you're hot and you're wearing them old long sleeves because you got this tradition in the house that you're supposed to cover everything up, but you, but you should have some things covered up. I'm trying to give this balance approach here, ladies, because you should look good. You hear me? Why you make up? You, you go to churches and they, oh, you, you can't wear makeup in the house of the Lord. Who says you can't wear makeup? Some people need, need some. So, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So get you a little Mac something, you know, on there looking good, right? And so that's okay. But listen, what does the Bible have to say about it? Don't you know that Hadassah, well, you might know her as Esther. Hadassah was a Hebrew name. Hadassah went through a whole year of beautification. A whole year just to get ready to go see the king. A whole year just to get ready to go see her king. To go see her king. To go see her king. Come on, somebody. You women, you better be ready to go see your king. You coming up in there looking all frumpy. You don't look like that to go see your king. Now listen, you shouldn't look like that to go see the king of kings either. We shouldn't be coming up in here and dressing any kind of way. We should be prepared to come see the king. <laughs> Part of the issue here is Paul was dealing with a heretical teaching in the church uh, that was uh, false teaching, and it was perpetuated in the church at this time. It is believed that some of the women here were trying to gain respect by looking beautiful rather than becoming Christ-like. So that was the issue. This wasn't Apostle Paul putting some branding generalization on women saying you shouldn't braid your hair. This is where people just throw the context of the scriptures way out of proportion. Paul was addressing something specifically in that church. Amen. And so, so since I'm on that subject, ladies, let, let, me just, let me just say this. It is not unscriptural for a woman to want to be attractive, but God wants every woman to see the beauty within. For a well-dressed exterior would never cover up a corrupt interior. <laughs> ladies, let me tell you something. You got to see that you are made in the image of God. You got to stop looking at television and looking at culture or what culture says, what you ought to look like. Listen, if you got some lumps someplace and, and bulging over here and you got all and you just don't think you look like what everybody looked like on television, fall in love with how God made you. You are made in the image of God. And the moment you talk about that image is the moment you talk about your God. better love yourself. Amen. Ladies, I'm talking to ladies now. Love yourself. Amen. Be good to yourself. Amen. Listen, if you do that, you won't need some knucklehead trying to come up on you and talk about how good looking you are. You say, I already know that. Yes. Tell me something I don't know. What else do you have, brother? You working? <laughs> you got a job? You got some benefits? 
I think I'm talking to the right church up in here. Yeah, I know. Is that your real? Is that your car? Are you borrowing that car? See, that's what I don't get. Since I'm out there, I'm gonna stay out there. Man, I work in Uptown, so you have the CIAA. I know. I know. I usually work from home because I. I uh, last time I had to, <laughs> I was suffering from over spandex. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize spandex could stretch like that. But, uh, but, but listen, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. I didn't lose you, did I? Okay, listen to me. So, <laughs> so I, I, happen to, I have to walk to a garage because it's cheaper when you walk further from your building. If you work in Uptown, you don't want to pay that expensive parking. So I, I walk like six blocks. And I have to pass by this, this Holiday Inn. And so I noticed there was a Bentley. Y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I was walking by the Holiday Inn. Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back because I think y'all might have missed that. I was walking by the Holiday Inn, and there was a Bentley parked outside of the Holiday Inn. <laughs> Something ain't right about that at all, right? Because if you can afford to drive a Bentley, you should be at the Ritz. You know what, what it was? It was a rental. Why we do all this faking? All this posing? People posing? You're not, you don't look that good on Facebook. You don't look that good. You know you got a filter. You know what I'm saying? Just be who you are. Stop all this posing and fronting, all this stuff, man. That's what's killing people. Listen, it's not what you look like on the outside. What do you like on the inside? Oh, okay, all right. Y'all don't like that kind of stuff. I know it. I know it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Psalms 139:14. It says, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what that means? That means distinct, marked out, separated. What is the title of my message series? Separated. You are separated and set apart. Why? Because God made each and every one of us unique. None of us have the same voice print. We don't have the same fingerprint because we are a designer's original. We are a masterpiece. I think sometimes, come on, put your hand on your heart and say, I am a masterpiece. See, 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 you are a designer's original. There'll never be another one like you. You are bad. You are awesome. From your Genesis to your revelation, you are awesome. You got to start seeing that about yourself. Otherwise, you're going to allow culture to tell you this is how you should be, and then when you can't get there, and then you get all depressed because you're trying to live a life that was never meant to be yours in the first place. You can only live the life that God has given you. Stop trying to be like other people and just be like who you're supposed to be. All right. I I might be on something right now. All right. So let's go to this next one. Entertainment. Okay, I don't even know if I want to. Yeah, Pastor T, are you praying for me? All right. Okay. So, <laughs> first of all, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have fun. I have a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, Elaine and I have so much fun. Caitlin does not like when we go out without her. She's 27 years old. Now, Friday nights is what? Y'all know that. Friday night, date night. Don't call me. 
because I'm with Elaine. That ain't your time. That's her time. Right? Friday night is her night. But we have been infiltrated. Uh-huh. We, we have by this little person that's living in our house. So now it's called family date night. Yeah, yeah, she changed the name. Yeah, or date night with Caitlin. That's what she told. No, it's date night with Caitlin. But she loves hanging out with us because we love to have fun. I love that about my 27-year-old that I'm not so frumpy as an old man that she don't like being around me. She loves being around me, and I love being around her. Amen? Listen, I cannot stand to be bored. So when I talk about entertainment, I'm not talking about, you know, not having fun at all. Now, I know I'm going to get some heat for this, but I thank God that I have never been controlled by the thoughts and the words of man. <laughs> that, that I'm going to preach the truth regardless of how you feel about it. Amen. Right? And, 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 and since I'm not afraid of none of you, I can share the gospel and just be happy about it. Amen? So let me get into some things here that I think is vitally important. As a Christian, we shouldn't be clubbing, drinking, cussing, smoking, and then you think you can come into the presence of the Lord and worship. All right, I told you this is going to be tight. We live, we listen to sexually vulgar music, and then you're trying to figure out why you cannot worship. As a man thinks in his heart, you got that junk and crap going into your heart. That's why you can't worship, because you got so much stuff in there. I told you this is not going to go over well. You see how quiet y'all got? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on and see when you get quiet, I go deeper. Or now we live... In this, <laughs> this, uh, the kids are in here, so, mm. this uh, saturated world that's focused on one thing, the three-letter word, amen? So, so, it's sexually saturated in movies, dramas, commercials. What, this is what I don't understand. And, fellas, what the fellas that say? Yeah. I don't understand why every commercial has men looking like little punks. Every one of them. Every one of them. The wife coming home from work and the brother sitting there playing on the television. Wait a minute. That's not real life. <laughs> it better not be because if that's all your, that's your problem because that's all your boyfriend want to do, drop you off at work. No, that's a different subject. But men, <laughs> men are being castrated in the media, and then, then, then they want to say, where are the real men? Will the real men step up? Well, you just, you just cut them off, right? And then on top of that, you got this other dynamic that's coming in that's trying to strip men because men don't understand who they are. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, man. Now, so, so let me go back to what I said earlier, because there are some choices we have to make. Amen. Amen. So, I'm, John Lawton, I was born, I was born a male, but I made a choice 
to be a man. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Check this out. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed. That's the word sperma, where we get the English word what? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So that means that his seed abides in us if we call ourselves a Christian. And he cannot keep sinning because he has been born of God. But this is the evidence who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. So he's making a separation here. There is a difference between a child of God and a child of the devil. There is no gray. This is what's killing the church because we got too much gray stuff in there. It's either truth or lie. Righteousness, unrighteousness, light, darkness. And this is what we need to be teaching our children. It goes on to say, whoever does not practice, I underline that. That's my underline. That's not in the Bible this way. I underline it because the word practice is vitally important. You have to practice righteousness. You have to practice righteousness. You have to practice living right. If you're not practicing righteousness, you are practicing unrighteousness. See, this kind of preaching does not get people on their feet. But I'm going to keep on preaching it anyhow. If they're not practice right, if they don't practice righteousness, it is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. See, I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's because I love you, right? Listen, me telling you the truth supersedes you being my friend. You don't have to be my friend, but I am going to tell you the truth. Because the Bible says there is a friend that's thinking closer than a brother. So in essence, I am your friend because I'm trying to tell you the truth. I got two good amens. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our new hearts are living in an old body. (laughs) Saints, we all have to grow. But our new hearts are living in this old body. And sometimes for some Christians, this is for some Christians, you save, but you're miserable. Right? Because you hadn't grown up yet. So, listen, okay, so let me bring some balance to this. Everybody, when you get saved, you're just not going to be, and, and please hear my heart when I say this. I'm not saying this to hype myself up at all. I'm just saying when you get saved, you're not going to be on my level. Right? And the reason I say my level is because there has been years of preparation for where I am right now. There have been years of hell that I've had to go through, lost houses, lost cars, cancer, all that stuff that has been in my life. I had to go through all of that to get to where I am today. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to hype up where I am because I'm nothing. I'm I'm a nobody. I'm just trying to learn how to to get to Jesus and how to be closer to the Father. But, okay, Antonio, let me me use you for a second, Antonio. So so let me see if I can do a, a natural example of a spiritual reality. Antonio, you are a man. Your father, your husband. This is your son. This is your son, Bryce. If Bryce tries to put on your clothes, they won't fit. Because Bryce is not a man yet. See, it's a process that Bryce eventually will move into that area where he might be able to wear your clothes. Because Bryce has to go from a young man to a man. 
So there is a period of maturation. You have to grow into who God called you to be. If Bryce tries to wear your clothes now, Bryce will hurt himself because he can't walk. When people try to move into the arena that they're not ready for, that's when they get hurt. So you have to be around people that's going to help you like you help your son to develop into the man that you already see in him and he don't even see it yet. So that's what the church is for. The church is supposed to see things in you that you may not see yet. You might not be on the level that you want to be on, but thank God you're not where you used to be. And you need to be around some people that's going to encourage you to say, yes, you can do this thing. You can be better. You can be a man of God. You can be a woman of God. You can preach the word of God. Yeah, yeah, you might not be where you, where you think you ought to be right now, but thank God, man, and keep moving forward. Yes. Am I talking to the right people? Yes. And that's what we need in the house of God. Yeah, you struggle. Everybody struggles. From the pulpit to the pews, the pastor that's up there acting like he got it all together. That brother got more issues than anybody else in the church. Right? We all got issues that we're struggling with. Amen. But, man, we got we to gotta be there for one another, and I got to give you the word of God so you'll know what the Bible says compared to what the people are saying. You cannot expect to change the flesh as long as you keep pleasing it. The more and more we walk with God, we should move from a Saul-like rule of superficial religion to a Davidic-like anointing based on honesty and transparency. Saul wanted to please the people. Now, David had some issues. <laughs> David wasn't a perfect man by, by no stretch. Let me tell you why I like David. Let me tell you, I love David. I love David because David reminds me of me. See, David had a problem with women. I did too. Oh, yeah. Yes, Lord Jesus. I just loved them, all of them. <laughs> all of them, I didn't care. Right? And I had that same problem. But when I got saved, actually, I got married before I got saved. So when I got married, I was like, man, I got to stop all this foolishness, right? Even though my eyes were still roaming, I didn't understand that I was supposed to keep my eyes on my wife. Nobody ever taught me that, right? I didn't have a man to go to to just say, boy, you better get your little self together, right? Because when I went to the church, the church just said, you just need to have faith. And I didn't understand that because I'm struggling. I'm a Christian, but I'm miserable because I, I got this new heart, but this new heart is in the old body. Oh, my God. I believe I'm hitting something right now. And see, when you got a new heart in this old body, you're going to have to train this old body to obey your new heart. Am I in the right church? And so th this is not an easy thing to do. This is going to be a daily work. A daily work work. Amen? Amen? And so we, we want to make sure that, that we operate in the anointing of God. Now, now I'm getting ready to get into something now here, so, so can, can you buckle up for a second? Okay. Here's the next one. I got to talk about this one. And the kids need to hear this too. Although sex was designed and created by God, man has maligned and distorted its value and purpose. Sex was meant to be good, but it was never meant to be ultimate. 
And right now, we're living in everything is about sex. I mean, the commercials. The mo Let me just give you some names of some, some, play some things. Sex in the City. Californication. That's actually a, a show. Some of y'all might watch it, too. I hope some of you get convicted in here today because you need to stop watching that foolishness. Orange is the New Black. I know a bunch of Christians watch that. Power. The L Word. That's another show. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Now, you know what that's about. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. I actually had... I'm going to move on. Huh? I actually had this guy. He was a Christian. Going to say to me, bro, you, you, you see that movie? I said, what movie? He said, Brokeback Mountain. I said, why? It's, 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 I, I, read, I read on movies, right? Because, listen, now, I can't put my convictions on you guys. I can just give you truth. Right. Now, Elaine and I, before we go to a movie, we read about what's in the movie, right? If it's, if it's sex and if it's, you know, ungodliness and too much cussing, we don't go see it, right. right? I don't care how good the movie is. We're not going to see. So if you ever go see a movie that's got all that stuff in it, don't ask me about it because I'm not going, right. right? Now, that's my personal conviction. You can go watch whatever you want to watch. But because I have to keep my heart pure, so that I can preach a word to you that is not tainted, That's right. then I can't, there's certain things I have to be separated from. I don't need that crap going into my ear gate when I'm trying to pray and worship to get a word for you. Otherwise, that word is going to be mixed with culture and biasness, and you're going to get a tainted word that you're going to be living by. So that's not something that I'm going to be doing. Check this out. If it's allowed, it's encouraged. If I allow certain things in this church, and if I don't deal with it in this church, then I encourage it. That's why we do have standards in this house. There's certain things I'm just not going to put up with. I'm just not going to do it. Why? Because the Bible didn't put up with it. Jesus didn't put up with it. Paul didn't put up with it. Timothy didn't put up with it. Titus didn't put up with it. James didn't put up with it. And if we have the New Testament model, we're not going to put up with it either. So we do have standards in the house of God. We're not trying to be mean. We're just trying to follow what God says to do. Hello? Everybody is not ready for that line of accountability, for that level of accountability. I know that, right? But if you're ready for that kind of accountability, then you're in the right place. Amen? So if, if it's allowed, then obviously I encourage it. Listen, I, I read a lot of books by uh, G.K. Chesterton. This is what he said. He said, whenever you remove a fence, don't fail to ask why it was put there in the first place. Boy, that'll, when you're driving home today, that'll probably like, <laughs> if there's a fence there and you just rip it up and never ask, why is this fence here in the first place? Obviously, it was there as a barrier for a reason. Yeah. See, when you start breaking down marriage between a man and a woman, the traditional marriage, that's a fence. So when you rip the fence up, you got to ask yourself, well, why was the fence put there in the first place? Well, the fence was put there in the first place because you can't redefine something you never created in the first place. 
if you didn't create it, all you can do is try to recreate it. And even when you recreate it, it's still a counterfeit. Yeah, I knew it, man. I knew it. I knew it, Pam. I knew it. But bless God. Can I keep on going? What does the Bible say? Let's see what the Bible says. God spoke the world, the world into existence. And as soon as he spoke the world into existence, he started separating things. Immediately, he separated night and day, light, darkness. He separated the land and the sea and the earth and the heavens. He did a separation, right? Before ever, before ever man came on the scene, he separated it. But then when man came on the scene, he created man, and he took the woman out of man, but then he separated them by saying, you are a male and you are a female. So if he separated them, you can't bring them together and have some kind of convoluted gender orientation. Again, Erica, you were born a female. You make a choice to be a woman. And it's about choice. It's not about biology. Listen, because you can change everything out here. Everything. You can change all of that. You can, you can put stuff on it. Don't know. Look, I, man, I saw this one. Boy, they look like I could, I'm glad I got a good radar. You could change all of this on the outside, but it does not change your DNA. You are a male or female by DNA. You make a choice otherwise. So you can't tell me you were born that way because you made a choice to be that way. Amen? Now listen, I'm just giving you some truth here, guys. Matter of fact, all you got to do is go read the white papers from uh, um, uh, J- John Hopkins University. These guys were not Christians, and they said there is no gay gene. So that's why they call it gender dysphoria. They call it a disease because you couldn't be born that way. Am I, am I helping somebody out? Okay, so, so let's make sure we keep the main thing the main thing. Right? And so when we start dealing with this, as, as a matter, I don't even know if you know this, as a matter of fact, the word sex in Latin is sexus. Sexus. You know what it means? Separated. See, God is the one that separated it, and it was supposed to only be between a man that's married to a woman. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. Let me tell you what the real issue is about sex. Sex is an idol now. It's the main thing now. In relationships, you got people, they want to, you know, just go ahead and just have your way now. We'll see if this thing is going to work out. It's not sacred and pure anymore. Young ladies, let me tell you something. If that fellow tells you he loves you, then he, lo- he should love you enough to wait. Amen. Now listen, let me, just, let me just throw this out there. I didn't do it right. I did it so wrong on every level. But I also didn't have somebody to teach me right. Right now, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just saying I just follow what my boys were doing or what you know, I saw other guys doing. But I didn't, I didn't have an example. Listen, don't do what I did. That's what I'm saying. You are better than me. You got an opportunity to do it right. 
I can't go back and get my virginity back. My daughter was having this conversation with someone, and, and she, she still she hasn't been with a man yet. And she was having a conversation with, with a friend, and she said, you know, girl, you need to go ahead and, and see how you like it. Right? That's, that's, that's that peer pressure, right? And uh, she came to talk to me about it, because my baby talks to me about everything. Some stuff she talked to me about, I'm like, baby, I ain't ready for that yet. <laughs> I'm like, can we talk about this maybe next year or something? <laughs> so she talks about everything, right? And so she said, Dad, what do you think about that? I said, you know, what's interesting is it would only take you a few minutes to be like her, but she'll never be like you. Amen. Amen. Ladies, you are pure. See yourself as pure. Amen. Listen, if you did it wrong like I did, all you have to do is repent. But go ahead and turn it around and just say, you know what? I didn't consider this as sacred. Girls, you are sacred stuff. Man, let me tell you something. That's why brothers are always trying to make you be complicit to what they want because they understand how sacred you are. And listen, that's how you can tell if they really love you or not. If that brother's willing to hang out and take cold showers, he really love you. I'm, tell, I'm just being honest. He really loves you, right? And if he say he's not going to pressure you into that, that's true love. Because love will give you a ring. Lust will give you a condom. I know it. I know it. This ain't popular. I know it ain't popular. I know it. I know it. I know it. I'm going to keep on going. Let marriage be held in honor among all things, and the marriage will be undefiled by immorality or any sexual sin, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. God will judge. I don't care what I'm preaching, guys. I'm just telling you, if you claim to be a Christian and you're not married, you need to stop it. You got a chance to get it right. Nobody knows the day or the hour when he's coming back. And you don't want to be caught up like that, knowing that you haven't been living right. And you cannot say, as long as you're being in this church, you cannot say you didn't know the truth. See, because you, you can't come to this church and not know the truth. You're going to know the truth, right? But after you learn truth, then you've got to make some decisions about the truth that you've learned. Now, I would hope that you want a pastor that's not going to sit here and placate to your sin. I will hope that you want a pastor that's going to tell you the truth. It might hurt initially, but I'm telling you the truth because I love you. And I have a mandate from God to tell you what he wants me to tell you, not what I want to tell you. This right here is what's killing the church and so much mixture in the church because we don't even want to talk about the sexual sin that's in the house. But yet, everybody want to get mad at the pastor who got caught. When people in the church been doing it for years, but, but oh, see, see, you don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk, no, that's not, that's not to talk about the pastor. And the pastor should know. Well, you should know. And that brother a man and she's a woman just like anybody else? Yeah, they have to make choices every day. Now, now you got two women running churches together, two men running churches together. Right? That's a choice. Because of the call is on my life, I have to address this stuff. And, man, we got Bible on it. So we'll say, check this out right here. N ladies, no, matter of fact, let me go back. I don't want you to read it yet. <laughs> this scripture.
scripture that I'm getting ready to share with you is one I did not understand. I didn't understand that because I, have, I had all of those encounters, why I was so toe up on the inside because of all of those encounters. I didn't know that there was a scripture, Jimmy, on what was going on inside of me and why I couldn't find happiness in the next relationship. And so what I did was I kept going to additional relationships because I was searching for that one thing to complete me. When the Bible says that I'm supposed to be complete in Jesus in the book of Colossians, and if I'm complete in him, I don't need a woman to make me complete. Don't you know that anyone who is joined sexually to someone who is sleeping around is one body with that person? The scripture says the two shall become one. Let me tell you something. The reason what happens is every time you sleep with somebody, you go home with a piece of that person inside of you. Now, this, I'm telling you, this is what jacked me up. And I couldn't figure out why I was unhappy from relationship to relationship to relationship because I had all of this stuff inside of me and every one of them was vying for my time. This is serious. You'll be tied up in your soul. And you're trying to figure out how, why you can't get away from this crazy joker. Because you're tied up in your soul. And you gave him the most precious thing that you have. And I hope I'm talking to the right people. Like I said, this ain't going to go over well. I'll, I'll get some backlash on this one for sure. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you right to the word. And say, you deal with God on it. Amen. I'm trying to save your soul, saints of God. Amen. I wish somebody had stood in my face, flat-footed, and said, John, you need to get your little act together, boy. You, are you shouldn't be doing this with these women. You need to get yourself together, and let me show you what God says about this. Instead of saying, oh, you just need to have faith. No, you're not going to hear that from me. I'm telling you, you better get your act together. And if I wasn't saved, I would have said another A word. <laughs> I'm just saying. Amen? Amen? All right, let's do this last one so we can eat. I'm sorry I've taken so long, but uh, hopefully this has been beneficial to you. All right, here, check this out. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health uh, just as your soul prospers. So let me just, uh, uh, just say this. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi said this. He said, it is health that is real wealth. Not gold and not silver. Health is the real wealth. So here's the deal. Guys, guys, what the fellas? Fellas say yeah. yeah. Okay, that was kind of weak. So uh, guys say yeah. yeah. All right, that was a little better. Make sure you get your annual physicals. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't like them either, right? Because I, I feel like we need to have on romantic music or something every time I go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, want to light a cigarette after, but um, so <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. I'll leave me alone. <laughs> so get your physicals, guys. Get your annual physicals. Just go through. It's uncomfortable. Just get it done, right? Don't wait until you feel some pain or you can't urinate before you go to the doctor. Usually it's too late. 
right? I talk with men all around the nation about prostate cancer because I'm a survivor. Now listen, I just went in for an annual physical. I had no pain and no problems. But there was this thing growing inside of me that I had no idea was there. But when I got my physical, it showed up in the blood. See, everything is in the blood. Good gracious, a life. There's life is in the blood. I don't care what's going on with you. They can find out what's going on from the blood. The blood is your life source. That's why people can change all of this, but they can't change that blood. <laughs> it's something in there called DNA. Right? So, so get your physicals, guys. Just go through that. You know, make sure that you have life insurance. I said it's practical for the men. I'm just talking to ladies. You just kind of chill for a second. Make sure you got some life insurance. Don't, let you, don't mess around there and something happens to you and then your family got to pay for everything. And then they got to do a GoFundMe page to bury your behind when you should have had life insurance. Am I talking to the men? Listen, my, look, I'm worth more dead. That's why I had to, guys, sometimes sleep with one eye open on my girl. I'm like, girl, you, did you elbow me on purpose or you sleep? Wake up, man. Y'all know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, the house paid for. Shoot, man, I got a good policy. Amen? Take care of your family. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord for their works to follow them. I want to make sure that I make such an impact that even when I'm gone, I'm still making an impact on my family and the generations to come. Hey, amen? amen? Ladies, ladies, ladies say yeah. yeah. All right, ladies, I talked with the men a little bit. Let me talk with you a little bit, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray and we're going to eat. So, ladies, make sure you get your pap smears. Get it done. Get the pap smear. My wife says uncomfortable. They are. Some women is hurtful, right? But you need to do that so that you can make sure there's not anything going on, right? Right? Also get your mammograms, right? If you can, get the... Um, the new one, the uh, the 3D. The get the, yeah, they still hurt, but the 3D is better, right? Right. Go ahead and make sure that you're okay. You can do self-examinations, fellas. Let me get back to you. You can do self-examination. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Feel around. You ain't there ain't nothing wrong with that. Make sure ain't nothing going on, right? Amen. <laughs> I told you, this is one of the messages, boy. This ain't going to get around the, the nation. This is going to stay right here in, in, in your trail. <laughs> hey, yes, ma'am. Uh, I hope you're not streaming live. Oh, Lord Jesus. Well, bless the Lord. <laughs> so since we on that note, <laughs> How often do you laugh? <laughs> right? The Bible says laughter do it good like a medicine. See, you shouldn't be some old, just stuck up Christian. And your, your face look like you just been sucking on lemons. You should be happy. You should have some joy in your life. Right? We should laugh a lot. Now, we laugh a lot in this church. Right? 
because I love laughing. I mean, my whole family knows. My wife will tell you right now I'm a jokester. I, the, how I got, let me tell you a secret. I got my wife because I made her laugh. See, see, see? Yeah, see? I made her laugh. And, and if you can make that woman laugh, she's going to want to be around you. Now, listen, guys, don't be using this. You better have something else behind that laughter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I brought a bankroll with that, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right, I'm done. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.